Yeah. No, the first time I did, uh, first time I did a podcast, what you do we actually uh, just tried it with the phone. We're like, it's, it's never going to work with the phone, but let's yeah. try it. And then it turned out not so bad. As long as it's on quiet, it's on airplane mode. Yeah. And like, Nobody man, like, you. yeah, like it's not, it's not super high tech, but you get it. The only thing is one time, I think we had the door open. It was quiet and people heard the train going by. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why is the train going by? Like, yeah, we forgot to close the door, but we wanted to post the content just so you guys had it and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, so this is February's podcast. I'm getting ahead of the game. Nah, <laughs> you go once a month. That's his goal for the Th- year. That's my goal because sometimes I would slack on it. So I'm like I'm getting ahead of it, getting ahead of it. So today on the podcast, we got uh, Steve Smirge. From Canadian Lifestyle Coaching, right? I got yeah, that right? That's Perfect. The, that's the whole title. Who was a CrossFit coach, started in the year, was... I started coaching Man. Man. I started at, uh, accidentally ran a couple spinning classes and then moved to a CrossFit gym, moved to a weightlifting gym, and now I got my own, my own thing online and awesome. in person, so... Yeah. Um, and when, when did you start coaching CrossFit? I was 2014. Okay. Ooh, so when I started CrossFit, although that was my first open, I started CrossFit August 2013. I started coaching in 14. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So, no, no, that's wrong. That's, that's I was going to say, I bet you that you were not coaching. Yeah, no, so I started, I, I started <laughs> coaching in 2015 because I did the, well, the open's at the beginning of the year and I did the open. And then I was like, I was still in pretty bad shape at the time. Like I was still smoking, and I remember I did. Yeah, but you could squat. Yeah, I could squat. That was the fact. I did open workout fifteen point two, and I was like, that was the last time I had a smoke. It was like because that workout destroyed. You were Mike was there, and it was like what was fifteen two? The chest or chest to bar and overhead squat. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's it. This is. I'm not. I'm not returning to that. So I'll kill your lungs real quick. Yeah, that was. It was like mini sprints to get to the next level. Yeah, it was yeah. every three minutes. That was what it was, and You're and like, so I was like, well, oh, should probably try this. Like I, I'm working in a karate studio. Don't really enjoy it. So went and I signed up for my L1 that night. So it was kind of like quit Where'd, smoking, signed up for an L1, and then got it maybe a month and a half later. So. Where'd you do your L1? Laval. Yeah, that's right. Did my L1 too. L1. Okay. Did when did you do it? I did it April 2015. A month before you. Oh. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> I was yours there in was March. April 2014 because you're like literally one week after. You're right. Me. That's right. April yeah, okay. 2014. Sorry, that's right. You're right. So 11 months after you. Yeah. So I remember looking at the certificates being yeah. like, oh, I beat them by a week. Yeah. And, how, and you guys know each other through high school? No. No? Uh, CrossFit Closer. Oh, CrossFit Closer. Okay. Yeah. So you're not an OG Almont? No. <laughs> <laughs> He came by the garage plenty to be counted as an OG Almont fitness person, but right. he's not from Almont. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell that I speak clearly and concise? That's... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Same. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So we brought Steve on the podcast today to talk uh, about mindset. Hopefully um, get some different opinions, have a good conversation about mindset. Um, a lot of the members know something about my mindset. Uh Sometimes it's, little, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a little aggressive. Um, 
but I've always thought for, you know, from my perspective, a good plan executed now is better than a perfect plan executed in a week. Um, that being said, not everybody adopts that. I'm not saying it's the right way, but uh, it's a way. And uh, Steve has kind of pulled back, I think, from uh, the competition side yeah. a little bit and now like more of a lifestyle yep. kind of exactly. thing. So curious, and you've been doing this now for how long? Coming up on a year. Coming up like, on a year. Lifestyle mindset yeah. coaching. So, and that's and that's it, right? Like uh, a lot of it is it is mindset, and uh, I can't remember what documentary it was, but like, uh, fuck, what's his face? Sherwood was talking to Rich Froning, and they were talking about the ten fundamental skills of CrossFit, and they said uh, mentality isn't one, but it should be. It really should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you look at the the CrossFit pyramid, and you see like nutrition's at the base. Like nutrition is the foundation. Yeah. It's like no chance. Mindset is the foundation. Yeah. Like if you're if you're trying to build, if you're trying to get results on a broken mindset, you're never gonna like be able to achieve what you're set out to do. Because you're not gonna even if you get there, you're not gonna stay there. You you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh I'm playing I'm playing this role, I'm now in this position, but I don't deserve it. And there's always that kind of like quiet voice. And that's what I work pe- work with people in, in trying to overcome is that like those limiting beliefs. So, so, so person comes to you day one, you talk about mindset and what, and what's your kind of perspective on that? Like, what do you say? Um, you know, I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like I should be in better shape or I feel like, uh, my life could be better. What kind of mindset do I need to wake up with in the morning or maybe go to sleep with that night to be able to properly, mm-hmm. uh, have a proper mindset in the morning. Right. So there's a really good book written by Carol Dweck and it's, uh, it's just called mindset. And it talks about the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. Okay. So if you have like this growth mindset, you have the ability to see like, no, there's room for improvement. Like I can improve and it's up to me to do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the fixed mindset, it's the the very stagnant, like running through the routine, kind of getting into a rut. Like, you know, as you get same position, there's no room for growth in your position. And it's like people just, you know, they could run 20 30 years like that and never realized that it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're set up for more. I thought you were going to say 20 or 30 miles. Yeah. <laughs> Fixed mindset, yeah. <laughs> you said years, and I was like, oh, it's a lot longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you tell members, like, listen, like, I'm not going to bullshit, though. Like, it's going to be hard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if you're not ready to put in the work, and, like, I straight up ask people is that, I want to work with people who are excited to change. Yeah. And so I turned down quite a few people because they're just not ready. Like I had one guy on the phone last night. I was like, okay, like That's one to 10. To do. Yeah. Like yeah. one to 10, how excited are you about this process? Yeah. And he goes six. I was like, all right, this is not the right time. Like you're not, you're not ready. Like there's no way that you're going to dive in and you're actually going to see the results. Yeah. Do people um, who are successful, like with you, like in the eight, nine, or are they are they come and they talk to you and they're like eight, nine? Do they hit like a rock bottom point, or do the most people be like, no, like I'm now I'm turned on, let's go? I think CrossFit is cool is that everybody has this like willingness to overcome adversity. You ever do a Metcon? That shit is hard. Like you're willing to push through that there's like something that you want to overcome and so people who are like yeah you know what i'm ready to go i'm a nine like let's let's change this yes they're excited but like 
we got to ask some hard questions before mm-hmm. we change anything. Like, mm-hmm. we got to really reflect on, like, you know, why do you want to change? And what are we actually trying to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the things that you find that people need to change the most in their mindset? Oh, so person dependent. Yeah. I feel like what, it, like what it comes down to is what they believe about themselves. And, you know, like that nagging voice of, like, you know, they're coming up. And I'll give you an example of, like, somebody who has been in bad relationships before. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they have that, like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be in a relationship like I've been my heart's been broken so many times yeah and it's like yeah right <laughs> yeah. and so getting over that overcoming that is like you gotta believe that there's one there's not gonna always happen but two like reflect on yourself like ask yourself some questions like you know what's the common denominator here like, right what are you seeking out right for yeah. sure relationships are tough <laughs> yeah, and I'm not ready to be a relationship coach, so. No, relationships are tough, and they're very personal, and it's. Exactly. Uh, to that point, I've seen couples who argue all the time, who have phenomenal relationships because we don't see what's going on behind closed doors. Right. And we see couples, and I've seen couples who, like, they look real good, and then they're divorced within yeah. three years of marriage. Because, again, we don't see what's going on behind closed doors. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's super tough, and we're not going to get into that because <laughs> I don't really want to get into that. But it's the same like kind of thing. With that stuff makes me feel awkward. <laughs> you can translate it to you know you have to be willing to you know do the work when no one's looking. You have to be able to put in yeah. the work behind closed doors, as yeah. you said. Like you know, when I wake up in the morning and I work out, I'm like, oh fuck, like nobody's watching right now. Like right. nobody cares. I just have to move. Yeah, you know, and it's that same kind of thing. You have to be willing to work, not necessarily for people to see it. Like even if other people don't see, you still have to be willing to put in that effort when no one's looking. Yeah, and that's not just for champions. That's like you know, for average everyday people, you shouldn't care if people are watching. Yeah, would you say now? Just I'm not going to go back to relationship, but you've been with how long with your girlfriend now? Almost two years. Almost two years. And does she like my wife? take notice when you haven't worked out for 48 hours like you're different today <laughs> you're different yeah and my wife will be like when's the last time you worked out and i was like oh, it's been two days like yeah, maybe you should go work out and come back to the house because yeah. uh i can't tolerate you right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're very snappy that's that's a very it's either that or it's you gotta eat something yeah, okay <laughs> I, get that, I get that a lot so yeah like, when was the last time you fed yourself so i try not to go a, a while without working out but you know, you get tattooed or you get an injury or something and it's it's like, well, what's causing this? Is it the fact that you haven't worked out in two days or is it the fact that yeah. you're grumpy because you've got a busted up shoulder? Yeah. How long do you take off when you get a tattoo? Uh, oh, this is personal. <laughs> well, so when I got my elbow tattooed, I took off. I didn't do anything upper body for a week. Okay. But you still, still squatted, right? I still squatted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love squatting. Okay. Just, yeah. just a question. Just a yeah, question. You always got to squat. Yeah, but uh, anyways, getting back to the to the mentality perspective, it's it's uh, if I don't, it's now part of my routine. Like if I don't exercise, if I don't move, and sometimes it's just I'm not going to do the bench today in today's workout, but I'm going to do the the rowing, which is 20 minutes, and I'm done because I just have other things to do. But mm-hmm. to get that blood going, you know, kind of alleviates uh, tension or stress for a little bit, right? right. And knowing that I've done something. Um, and I think it does if you do it. And yeah, it, it, it sucks at first if you haven't done it. And I mean, you must have a clients. We've had clients where it's like, 
when's the last time you like worked out consistently? And it's been like 10 years. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you gotta, you gotta, it's not gonna be a month, it's not gonna be three months. Like we're looking at six to eight months where this is gonna be starting part of your routine. And the great thing about uh, a CrossFit or having a personal trainer is you're literally like, just get through the door. Yeah. Right? And if you can get through the door, you're good. Because we'll take care of the rest. No one's ever left. Right? Through it works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I still haven't seen it, to be honest with you. I haven't seen somebody leave partway through a workout, which is awesome. Yeah. Don't worry. It's still working. We're still rolling. <laughs> You're just struggling with the phone. Just, yeah. It's, it's going. And um, so I think part of it, too, is like... You know, you get in this group atmosphere and maybe you haven't done it for five, six years. Like you have to be willing to to be a little bit vulnerable. And you know, the great thing about CrossFit gyms is there's no mirrors. Yeah. You know, not that I'm aware of. Like I've never walked into a CrossFit box and seen a mirror on the wall. You know, you don't have to watch yourself and like let us do our jobs of coaching you. Yeah. And so that's one thing you hear a lot is like, I don't want to get in there and look at myself. Right. Because like people are so upset with like where they're at physically. And so when you take somebody like that and you explain to them the process of like, you know, this is going to take six, seven, eight months, they're not looking for that, which sucks. Yeah, but I think... And then yeah. you have to have that conversation of like, we're not here for the next eight months. Like we're developing a habit. Like yeah. This is going to be something that you're doing for 10 years. And sure, or if the it rest takes, of your life. Yeah, right? Yeah, like hopefully. Hopefully the rest of your life. And if this is something that takes eight months to develop, I feel like that's a great investment. Yeah. Well, and I, and I say it once, and then I say, then the next time is worry about the next day. Exactly. And then we don't talk about the eight months. We don't talk about the lifetime. I say, like, worry about yeah. the next day. We'll worry about what you have to do now. And even um, to, to a micro perspective, it's, you know, you're doing, again, a five by two uh, bench press. So you're going to rest a little bit in between. It's like, don't sit down and think about what you need to do after the bench press or what you have to get for roaches. It's like sit down, rest, think about, visualize your next set. And don't worry about anything else except for your next set. And then get up, execute, repeat until your sets are done. And then when it's done, then you can move on to something else. And it's, it's super tough to do in the world we live in. Yeah. Because you're thinking about... How many times do you pull your smartphone out of your pocket? I don't anymore. Oh my gosh. I leave it like, I'm like, I'm done unless yeah. I want to, unless I need to calculate a percentage or something. Yeah, good for you. But otherwise, because I, I used to do that, yeah. and then I... Um, while working out? No, no, not while working Just out, but like something where it's like like sets and there's a rest period. Yeah, that's, that's um, And then it's literally like, oh shit, like I need, maybe I'll, I'll answer this email in between my rest. It's like... Oh, okay. No, what I meant is like throughout the day, you know, you're, you have these constant distractions of like, oh, I gotta check my phone. And, you know, you're constantly worried about the next day. You know, like there's, he didn't get it. I didn't get it. (laughs) No. There's always something that you're, you're thinking about, whether it's like, you know, oh, I gotta, there's this next episode of this TV show I'm watching, or I gotta order this on Prime, or I gotta do this in like a couple hours. Oh, shh. Did I leave the, that outside is this inside where are my kids like there's like there's hopefully you know the answer to that question i, I do know, man. I, don't, I don't have kids that one i know my wife doesn't sometimes where are the kids oh they're here <laughs> so it's like you gotta and it's hard it's really hard to be in the moment and that's when you know you preach like this mindfulness meditation to people and it's like 
well, how am I going to do that when there's like dust on the floor over there? Mm-hmm. It's like I got to go worry about that first. Yeah. Do you meditate, correct? Yes. How long do you meditate for? So I allow myself five to ten minutes in the morning. Okay. And that's adequate for and me. And you what? Sit on the floor, lay in bed, or like how? Like what's your position? I sit up tall. Sit up tall, like just yes. on the floor in a chair. Do you breathe? Do you not breathe? Do you just think about nothing? What do you do? So I I try to focus on the exchange of my breath. So I try to breathe only through my nose, and I focus on like where the breath enters and when it leaves. So just like that, I just basically focus on the tip of my nose. Okay. And that's what I try to do anyways. And a lot of people think like, oh, you can win meditation. Like meditation's yeah. hard. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so good at meditating. I'm gonna master meditation. It's like you're not. But the point of mastering meditation is just doing the meditation. Like if you just sit there and, and you put in the reps, you're gonna get better at it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. the same thing as like getting better at bench press. I was like just wondering get how you meditate. Just you know, I'll sit there and I'll breathe for five to ten minutes in the morning I was like is this meditation or is this just breath work totally like, I yeah. don't know if that counts and like this is and meditation could be take so many forms is that like you could be on the rower you could be using that as a form of meditation just get in the flow state just get in the flow state try and say that guy's name the guy That's who good. wrote flow oh I have no idea what she sent me I haven't read that book I've heard about it, I haven't read it. I want to talk about it, but I want to say the guy's name for it. You're Mihai, not going to get it. <laughs> Mihai and I'm definitely saying that wrong. Don't try to yeah. spell that. What's the flow state? Flow state. So for it's people. when you're doing something at a reasonable effort, but you're not burning yourself out. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just, you definitely experience this. Is that you're doing something of like moderate intensity and you're just kind of moving. And mm-hmm. I always give the example of the rowers. Like sometimes you're just looking at the screen and the next thing you know, six minutes has gone by. Yeah. And it's just like, you can't remember what you were thinking about. You can't remember, you know, the last six minutes. It's just, you're just there moving. And so... That's running for me. Yeah. And a lot of people Trail running. Have it different running. things. <laughs> I know. I'm always looking at the monitor and the rower, though. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. running, I can just, like, run, and I don't care about pace. Like, just move. And I start just yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Fair. Through a trail. Not yeah. on the street. I hate running on the street. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I get that. Okay, so a flow state. Good. And that's and the benefit of that is to basically allow it, it allows yourself to It's like your ultimate focus. Like you're yeah. so focused that you're not focused kind of thing. Like it's right. like somewhere in between. It's that perfect balance where you can keep going and not be like, Oh man, I'm dying and not be worrying about anything else. You're just like mm-hmm. literally in that second focused on what you're doing. And the benefit is to set up your day so that you you've now prioritized your fresher your your cognitive ability is higher what's what's the so what's continuing the to do meditation like it's going to allow you to be more self-aware right and if you have this state of hyper self-awareness you can like regulate your energy on a dime you can control your reactions you can you can feel better you can choose to respond you can you know, choose to not respond to things that bother you like mm. you know when you're driving mm. and somebody cuts you off mm. and there's that moment of like and it's oh, like, yeah. well, what's it's the big a, deal? It's a fuck. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe you made me like hit my brakes for like that quarter of a second. Yeah. It really scared Massively me. Inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what's the big deal? Like, it well, is. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know what? Like, that's good that you guys realize it. How old are you? 20 what? Uh, 23. 23. It took me like till 35 to be like, 
listen, you're not going to get into it with this guy because you're going to pull over, you're going to waste 10 minutes, the police may come, you might get a record. Like, it could escalate real, real quick over somebody cutting you off. Just let him go, slow down, let him go, take a deep breath, we're fine. Yeah. It's fine, he's the asshole or she, like, just, it's gone. Yeah. The and moment's gone. Exactly. And like, right. It's, <laughs> but it's hard at first. Yeah. And you can take that to anything. Like, there's, yeah. and plus, like, you've been on the other side of that too. It's like you've accidentally, you know, done something yeah. wrong and gotten somebody to honk at you. Yeah. Like everybody's been on that. And it's obviously, you didn't mean to piss that guy off. No, but I'll, uh, and, and in that case, I usually like, put my hand mm-hmm. down and be like, I'm, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's totally me. my so, bad. I was not worried about driving at that moment when I should have been. And uh, thanks for you looking out for the both of us so that we didn't, like, get into an accident. Because if you weren't paying attention, I wasn't paying attention, um, that's when accidents happen, right? So at least one of us was, which is important. Um, Yeah, flow state, important, meditate. And that's – but then that comes down to prioritizing too, right? Like, people who are busy uh, waking up five minutes early. Oh, yeah. Or, if you're too busy to meditate for five minutes, you need to do it for ten minutes. Like that. Like, you're just... There's yeah. no two if ways you can't find that. five minutes, you need to find ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're too busy to find five minutes, like, we gotta yeah. look at your day. You can... If David Goggins can find six hours with, you know, training to be a Navy SEAL and with a mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. you can find five minutes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on David Goggins? And if people listening again don't know David Goggins, follow him on Instagram. He is a hard motherfucker, he's to put it lightly. Oh, man, the thing I really love is you can tell he enjoys it, too. He's, yeah. like, he's having fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, well, it comes down to like his, you and, like, what So his mentality is, uh, is like, I, I would like, I like, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could keep up with him for a couple days, and then I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And really, it comes down to like, how you're responsive to coaching. Yeah. Like if I if I tried to coach like a high performer in the business world like that, they're not responding to that. Mm-hmm. Am I like I'm just thinking of a couple people that I coach. Like if I just you know get in their face and yell at them, it's like mm. they're not going to get that the same way as somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that adrenaline rush, those kinds of things when you're doing something physically exerting. Mm-hmm. And like that motivation doesn't last you long. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you if you really want to like buckle down, let's say you got a hard project to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to buckle down and do it, me giving you a two minute pep talk, yelling in your face, is not going to help you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about like your core values, like what you're trying to accomplish with the project. Mm-hmm. But for you to just you know get motivated, get that spark of energy, it's not going to do you the same justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get. Uh, but all this to say, yeah, he's a hard guy. Yeah, he's a tough dude. <laughs> he's he's a tough dude. Um, I'd be interested, again, because we only see snippets, right? And that's the thing about social media. We mm-hmm. always have to take a step back and be like, we're, we're, seeing, uh, we're seeing the highlight reels, yeah. right? We're seeing the highlight reels. So that's, that's him, the highlight reel. Like, how is he sleeping at night? Is he, like, getting up? Because and, and, he's also had some low points in his life, too, which he's talked about. Um, so is he going sometimes, you know, when we don't see him on social media for three days, like, is he going through a low point? And then is he coming back? Like, is, is there a yo-yo factor, like a, a, a mental or an emotional yo-yo factor? There may not be, but we don't see that. But we still have to take that into consideration, right, um, on the day-to-day. 
So I don't. I always say like you know it's it's good to to take some messages away from some people on social media, but don't take them as gospel either. You know, take what you yeah. do, take your routine every day as gospel, and look at yourself in the mirror. And you know, you don't you don't have to be you don't have to post on social media to be proud of it, right? I think it's you know it's there. There's you know you've done the work. Social media slogan that is gospel. Yeah. Is discipline for freedom. Yeah. That one is solid gold. Jocko. There's another. There's yeah. another. That, one, that one's as good as any as anything. Yeah. Even Josh Bridges said we were more terrified of Jock of Jocko's workups prior to deploying than actually deploying. Because <laughs> 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 he was nuts, but got them super prepared, right? And that's what you want to do. Um, so the next question I have is, what do you what do you think of the uh, mindset of the CrossFit community now? Like, because you're stepping out of of, of CrossFit to more lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, coaching, um, and as you know, like every box is different, right? And that's what people say, like, like, well, I went to this box, or I've heard like this is like they're going to be doing this. It's like, well, and I tell people, well, do a class or two with us. Because every box is legitimately different. Some yeah. boxes can do uh, more of a more of a weightlifting component. Some boxes can do more cardio. Some boxes do classic CrossFit. Um, some boxes are younger. Some boxes are older. Mm-hmm. But every box is different. And I think it's the greatest thing about CrossFit is we can program and do whatever we want. Yep. The affiliation fee is super low, um, which is cool because then you can kind of own your culture, right? But in terms of like generally, how, how do you feel about the mentality of, of, of CrossFit and where it's, I know where it's come from and I like where it's going now, but in the beginning, like, you know what, maybe we were a little bit too intense, but maybe we needed that intensity too, to get uh, to where we are. Yep. I don't know. What do you think about that? I really like the you versus the workout idea. Like pretty sure this was Ben Smith that said, you know, when you were in 2011, 2012, it was him and three other guys that were like, you versus the workout. You go push through this. The fact that you finished it is amazing. Mm-hmm. And now for the top guys, it's a race. Mm-hmm. But I still think looking down in the boxes, like you versus the workout is great. Mm-hmm. You don't need to track anything. You don't need to, sorry, I shouldn't say that. You don't need to compete against anything. As long as you have like a benchmark of where you started, and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at your process and your progress through this, you should be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. And like if you're starting out at like, you got 80 pounds to lose, and then you might come in three months later and you've lost five. It's like, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a lot of pro- progress. Mm-hmm. And if you're enjoying the process of like being in the community of CrossFit, I say, hell yeah. Like, so the, the competition side of it is, I always thought, like when I was a competitor, I was like, yeah, you gotta have a positive mindset. And you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta do all the right things. And then you look at like Tia Toomey, the year she came second. It's like, that wasn't an accident. She had- The two years? It was like the first year she came second or the second year she came second? 
the I one where the documentary like highlighted how right. much she talked down on herself. And yeah. Like, all this big, oh, it man. was the first year in, it was like all this big phony and like just you listen to herself and, or you listen to her talk and it's like. Yeah, like someone asks her. No, that was, that was the second like, year. That was the second year. She came second. Your, like, film yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you're second in the world. Like I do exactly. want to use my film. <laughs> no, yeah. your first, she was first at the time. She was wearing the leader's jersey. Yeah. But like, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't waste your like film on me. Yeah, and it. What? Like Josh Bridges in thirty second, he's not talking about himself like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you got to be filming me, Josh Bridges. So yeah, I'm gonna swing for the fences on this next workout. <laughs> the the dedication to the pro like this brings me back to what I was talking about is like the dedication those guys have to the process of training is insane. Mm-hmm. Like they just love it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would be doing it if they didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I think Matt Fraser said he was going to retire if he stopped enjoying it. Yeah. Well, I think you have to, too. Exactly. Right? Like, it is, this, uh, it is way too hard to do without enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. And does that statement still hold true for the people in the CrossFit community? If you don't enjoy it, why do it? I think for some, I think for some, uh, it's, it's a goal and I've, and I've, I've achieved goals that I didn't enjoy once I got to the goal. Cause I was so focused on the goal. I did not enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. I, I basically ran through the brick wall to get to the goal and I got there and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I should enjoy it a little bit more. Like when I first, when I did my first Ironman, I had this vision of like, getting across the finish line and then getting like the Iron Man tattoo on the back of the cap and like I'm an Iron Man and I finished it with like 17 other people around me like not a great time but finished it and I was like you know what that was okay (laughs) (laughs) but I really didn't enjoy the process like getting up early and doing the putting in the miles and doing the running and the next times I did it I really like like, listen, I'm not winning this. Let's enjoy it a little bit more. Let's enjoy the community around right. it. And the three other I did after, I was like, I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. And like, and what was, what's the percentage of time you spent on the process versus time you spent on the actually achieving the goal? Well, that's it, right? Yeah. 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 Easily. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like 18 weeks leading up to uh, a one day event, right? Six days a week. It's, uh, and I tell people like that, like, well, I've done Ironman. It's like, anybody can do it. Just make sure you really want to do it. Yeah, it could take some time. Because it's, it's, uh, like, it's, it's going to become your life. It's going to become, like, 20, 23 hours a week, especially your first one. Once you've done your first one and you understand what you do well and what you don't do well, like, um, swimming, I didn't do well, so I spent more time in the pool. But if you asked me to go bike, like, 150 kilometers today, like, yeah, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And roughly like a 36, 37 kilometer an hour average pace. Like, cause I like it and I like doing it, right? I like suffering on the bike. Um, so there's a little bit less training, but the first one, yeah, it takes a lot of time. I want to yep. see you two go head to head on the self. Speaking of suffering on the self, I can't beat either of you. And I just want to say. Like long distance? Like whatever. I don't care. I don't, I don't like short distance. No, middle distance, like five minutes. Oh, okay, five minutes. That, I think, I think that would distance. be a, a good one. Um, I would love that. Would but yeah, I like, I, like, I like the assault bike. Oh, I love the assault bike. What a great invention that was. Yeah. There's no rest. There's yeah. no reprieve. You guys are the only people who think Bury that. yourself. <laughs> they were just uh, like, hey, what does this bike need? Oh, an ability to use your arms. Like, that was it. Yeah. 
done. Gold. Yeah, there's no reprieve. It's not like a skier or a rower. Like there's a slight reprieve the, every yeah. wind. You, you get, get the, the catch. Yeah, yeah. You get to stand up. You get to breathe for a moment on the no, skier. This is. It's not that. there. That's why the assault bike kills me. There's no moment. Like on the row, I do nothing. one pull, I rest for a second, and then I do another pull. Yeah. On the bike, it's like continuously going. Like, what are the? Uh, what do you feel are, are the pitfalls of CrossFit from a mental perspective? Like, where, every, where, where will people be like, I, I'm not doing, I'm done with CrossFit. Like, I can't stand it anymore. I'm done. I'm going to go do something else. What, what brought them to that point in your experience? Not everybody wants to compete. Not everybody yeah. wants to like. Oh, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the competition. I'm talking oh, yeah, yeah. about like, I mean, like your, your, your literal general member mm-hmm. working 40 hours a week, coming in three, maybe four times a week, just uh, wants to feel good, look good. They step away from CrossFit. Yeah. What what got them to that point of yeah. stepping away from CrossFit? Same answer is that they don't want to. The competition aspect of it that gets pushed on people in some boxes mm. is that's a huge downfall in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Is that like you gotta if you just start out like sure if you break through the six month mark in some of those like highly competitive gyms you're gonna be okay. But when you get in there day one and you're told to Put up how long it took you to do the workout. Put up your weight that you used, and it's like you don't really know what's going on. And you know, and then there's these like shirtless twenty-year-olds walking around, and it's like you're forty hours a week. And <laughs> what was that? It's like you're forty hours a week, and it's like I can I can appreciate that being an uncomfortable situation for somebody who's just starting out. It's like mm. you know they got kids in, in school still and. You know, they just got off work and they're coming here and they're trying something new and it's like it's a loud atmosphere of they got to learn all these terms yeah. and snatches and we and recently I don't know if Mike told you but we recently uh, don't do RX anymore I think that's a great idea it's we, we keep a competitive feel for, for, for the members who like it by posting like mm-hmm. you know what's the weight you use and what's the scale you use for handstand push up and brackets beside but in terms of the actual like a prescribed weight, we don't put we don't post it. It's like you know it's uh, fifteen cleans, fifteen chest bars, um, four rounds, and it's like what the, what's the cleans be at? I'm like well, we want it you know the the stimulus is uh, should be a ten minute cap, so two and a half minutes around. So today we want to go fairly heavy, should be singles on the cleans. So for you like maybe seventy percent. And that, you know, could be 145, could be 185, could be 190, like whatever somebody wants to use, right? Mm -hmm. They could be coming off four hours of sleep. They could be coming off 10 hours of sleep with perfect nutrition. Hey, maybe they go full gas today, right? Yeah. And uh, and the workout is theirs, which uh, a lot of people have really, really enjoyed. And I think, yeah, I I totally agree with you that, you know, owning your workout, um, I'm not saying don't be competitive. Like, it's, it's cool watching. Like, uh, we have, we have a kid, Connor, who's getting real good and is taking me in some workouts and some other members are getting real good. And it's like, hey, you know what? I'm just doing the workout cause I just want to move, but I need some other things like, like gymnastics or like lifting a little bit. Cause those are my weaknesses and the workouts I'll start ramping them up closer to maybe when I want to be competitive, but mm-hmm. it's great that they're like working out and it's great that, you know, they're pushing. But I, I, I have to, I always take a step back and be like, what are my goals? Exactly. Right? And my goal say isn't, you know, uh, some may, sometimes to, to win the workout, it's to maintain a, 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 
a two minute pace per round. And if I do that and I quote unquote beat somebody in a workout, great. If I don't, great. I, I maintained the pace I wanted to maintain. Mm-hmm. And I'm where I should be. Scale appropriately, scale often. Yeah, scale scale to your abilities, and we and, and you often hear now, especially in the CrossFit world, that's you know make it the best hour of your day. Yeah. And if you're suffering and you're failing reps, like well, it's not going to be the best hour of your day. <laughs> it's going to be the it's going to be the hour you're 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 having nightmares about at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like that desired stimulus, like yeah, you can write it up on the board, but and explain it to people. You need a little bit of experience on your belt to like to understand what that actually feels like. Yeah. So and I and I think an important part of that is like sometimes you've got to do a little bit less than you think you should. Because I've never had anybody come <laughs> yeah. up to me and been like, I, I really think I could have gone heavier on that one. It's like great, just yeah did you write it down record it so that next time when yeah. something similar comes up you can go back into your notes and be like oh I, maybe i could use this weight yeah exactly. right and i've had people who it's like they dropped 20 pounds less or they put 20 pounds less on the bar than they originally did and then they yeah. just went faster on the other movement yeah they got like a barbell movement and burpees it was like yeah that was a really tough workout like that was the that's what they were going for today oh. like if you got a big guy not to name names, but myself. It's like you might as well. You might as well take advantage of the the gymnastics movement. Like that's an opportunity to work on something that you're bad at. Yeah. So why? I'm with you on that. Why crush yourself at something you're good at just as like a yeah an ego boost or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Like if you're just trying to rack up as much weight there as you want, I feel like you should take the opportunity to work on a skill that you actually yeah. need to improve. Yeah. And get and get your GPP higher, yeah. which is going to make you feel better, which is going to make you want to come back, which is going to make you want to, which is going to make the individual enjoy what they're doing more and more. Yeah. Right. And it, it, this is a really cool conversation for me is that like I haven't coached CrossFit in a couple of years, well, year and a half, and where I'm coming and coming from is that like all the skills that I learned in CrossFit, all this like desired stimulus, all this like oh work on the things that you need to work on. I'm applying that now to the coaching that I do. Mm-hmm. Like what's one thing that I was, one thing that I was struggling with coaching wise was um, like just my ability to relay my emotion via text message. Mm. I was like, how do I do that? Cause emojis are not cutting it. I don't. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not cutting it. So what I started to do was like, if, if there was something that I knew it was gonna take longer than a, a, te- a sentence to say, I would just film myself or even book a call with the person. Mm-hmm. And I found that way more efficient. Is that like, even if it takes a three... Mike just doesn't return tax if they're yeah. too long. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like a three-minute phone call, I think Might that's far text. more valuable than a text message that doesn't have the same emotion. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to... I, that was a skill that I tried to work on. The same way when I wanted to do bar muscle-ups, you know what I did? more bar muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I tried to get well, better. I thought you were going to say more squats there. <laughs> <laughs> more squats. <Yeah. laughs> Clearly, always, that's, always that's the recipe. And so it was, there's a, a guy who owns a gym out in Stittsville, and his name's Sam, and he's a good friend of mine. And he made that, like, I went to go see him just as, like, a, a mentor kind of thing. And mm-hmm. He's a very smart guy, and he, he said that. For that. <laughs> yeah, like, he said that to me, is that, like, Anything you learn, like double unders is a relatable, it's a transferable skill to running a business. It's a transferable oh, skill don't to get me started on double unders. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's something that you practice, right? It's the yep. same idea with 
being mindful, it's the same idea with strengthening your emotional resilience is that you don't grow a muscle overnight. You grow it with reps. You grow it with repetition and continuing to do it. So same idea. It's like you can't come to the gym once, eat healthy once, and expect yeah. results. Oh, it's uh, – and I say people like, oh, I can't get dumb blunders, my dumb blunders, blah, blah, blah. I'm like uh, – my mom's a, a grandmother and she's got double unders. Why? Because she comes into the gym and she used to do them like three times a week. Yeah. So what happens in the summer? It's light outside, buy a $45 mat mm-hmm. and do them three times a week. You can do them. It's a skill, but you need to apply it yep. on a daily or semi-daily basis for 10, 15 minutes. Right. Because doing them once a week, maybe at a CrossFit gym, because we only pro, we, you know, we have to diversify. We try to keep it varied. Like you're not going to get them by doing them once a week here. Exactly. That being said, you're not, you're still going to get fit doing singles. If you just want to get fit, don't worry about doubleners. But if you want to improve on the skill and master them, guess what? You got to put in the work. Yeah. And there's a time and place where you can't put in the work. Just like everybody's got a wall, get an ab mat, handstand pushups. Mm-hmm. There's so many drills and skills, but people, you know, uh, really got to attack those double unders. And yeah, it is a transferable skill to life for absolutely, for sure. Yeah. And it's quoting a lot of books here, but there's that. Uh, I like it. So you read a lot. Why? <laughs> I guess you could say that. Grit by Angela Duckworth. It was like one of the, her four points was being fascinated with the things that will make you better. And I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But become fascinated with that stuff like mm-hmm. you know if you develop like a i'm just gonna bring it back here to double unders but if you develop mm-hmm. like this love and this interest for double unders maybe you start like watching youtube videos and stuff like that like you're gonna mm-hmm. enjoy the process more mm-hmm. or you got six ropes different kinds of ropes yeah, just right? <laughs> different heights too this different one, yeah, just different to lengths. try it out yeah. figuring it out yeah yeah like have a lot of things in your toolbox that you can pull from yeah do you have a question for steve I don't really allow you to talk too much there. Allow, I like that word, allow. <laughs> no, my only question is unrelated to this topic, so. Oh. Oh. Oh, just whether or not you're gonna come and hang out this weekend. Oh. Whether you have any free time, that's unimportant. Well, it's unimportant. Do you have yeah. any questions for us, Steve? Right, you have us? Up? Well, we're finishing up soon. Okay, I got, I got, I got, I got one thing. So okay. Right. <clears throat> as far as mindset goes, I think it's really important to never lose your why if that makes sense like yeah. why you started doing something like exactly. why why you wanted to start working out why you wanted to start a business or do whatever that why you can't ever lose sight of that because that's what got you going in the first place mm-hmm. and if it's suddenly like you know let's say for me my why for working out was you know i remember in 2011 when captain america the first avenger came out and the tube mm-hmm. pops over and he's jacked as fuck i was like <laughs> i want that I want That's that exactly what I want. Ever. I want to be like that guy. And you know, that was my why. And for a while, my why was no longer that. It was like I want to compete in CrossFit. When I yeah. lost sight of the why, I wasn't having as much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I was still doing the same thing and it felt the same. Or sorry, it didn't feel the same though. And you know, you gotta keep an eye on why you're doing it and mm-hmm. remember that. But your why wasn't you wanted to compete in CrossFit. No, that's what I mean. Like when I started doing it because of that because I was trying to compete in CrossFit, yeah. that changed my like, you know, it didn't feel the same. That's what I mean. It didn't right. feel like it wasn't as fun. Like yeah. I did it, but for, you know, a year and a half for a while I was walking around with, you know, two banged up knees and my back wasn't feeling so great and I was like, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Mm. So but, what's your why now? 
Oh, it's still the exact same. So the you want to look like Steve Rogers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Captain America. Captain America. But Canadian. <laughs> the Canuck with yeah. more freedom. Yeah. Do you have a why there, Steve? Of course. Yes. Um, so my why is that like I really want to help people be healthy and happy and keep it that way, and that like those three things are like it's what I build the business on. It's like those are my core values: is healthy, health, happiness, and sustainability. And so the why is that like, you can continue to ask that question for a very long time. But realistically, like what it came down to is I know people who were not healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't healthy and happy. Like I posted, you know, that transformation photo that I got, got some flack for for like, wait a second, that's not what happened. But, you know, I get I got down to this. Uh, oh, no, no. Talk like. about this more. What, what the transformation yeah. post? Yeah. Talk about this. So, Let's hear this. This is a good story. This was couple years ago is that like I was on I hired uh, a nutrition company and I was like and uh, went through their program and you know I was at the time was also competing to be or training to be a competitive athlete yeah and so it was like you know a couple hours a day and four hours a day five days a week make it it was it was a ton of volume four hours (laughs) and uh and you know, I, I was working with somebody before and I was like eating at about 5,000 calories. And so I was like, well, no wonder I'm, this could be too much. Like maybe I should hire this company. And I didn't have a very good relationship with food mm-hmm. and uh, hired this company. And all they did was put a Band-Aid on it. Like I was hungry okay. all the time and it was like, oh. yeah, sure. I was, I was eating. I don't do that. <laughs> I was eating clean, but I was just digging myself into a hole. And okay. I had a bunch of people in my life tell me, like, Steve, you're losing weight super fast. Like, you were training super hard. Yeah. You know, are you eating enough? And yeah. I would get home and I'd fall asleep at 8 o'clock because I was so hungry. Like, right. I would just have to sleep because I was like, I'm going like, to eat everything in the house if I could. Right. And so, you know, you do that for a couple months. You end up losing a ton of body fat. Yeah. So <laughs> I got, I was down and, I mean, do you have an in-body scan here? No. What are your thoughts on those? Uh, is that the like laser? I'm I'm I like I like the eye test better, man. Okay, yeah, I'll just say my opinion is that I think it's a scam. Is that they're like a random number generator? Is that uh, you know? I, anyway, so I got on this machine yeah. and it said I was at three point two percent body fat. Ooh. <laughs> so that was that's pretty cut. That's like you know you're walking around ready to pass out at any time kind of cut. That's that's bodybuilder cut. That's yeah. not performance cut. Exactly, and so. Got off of there and I was, nothing really changed after that. But that was kind of a sign like, wow, okay, this, this diet's working, I guess. <laughs> yes. Let's, <laughs> let's try to sustain this. And so, yeah, doesn't happen. Is yeah. that, you know, I immediately, like maybe two weeks after that, depressed, tired. And then I contacted a naturopath. I was like, something's not right with my body. Like I'm, I had all these benchmark workouts. I'm literally three minutes it's taking me three minutes longer on a six minute workout. Mm-hmm. Like I tested something, took me six and a half, and then I tested it again, it took me 10 minutes. Yeah, down like 50%. And it was, hours. yeah, just, I was like tanking it. And uh, so contracted, contacted a naturopath, got some blood work done, and she <clears> tested a whole bunch of things. One of them being like your inflammation marker in your body, so it's your C-reactive protein. And the way she explained it to me is that like, people who are at risk generally have somewhere between a two, a 2.0, to mm-hmm. a 2.7 mm-hmm. and I was at an 8.6 Whoop. Yeah. and so I was pretty inflamed alarm bell should be ringing 
and I was like, this, something's wrong here. And uh, so I bought a Whoop because I was like, oh, this will solve my problems. And uh, <laughs> okay. tracked my HRV, and yep. it was just, I looked at, you know, what a healthy person my age should be, and I was not even close. I was just, I was, it was dropping, it was waking up in the middle of the night, not sleeping through the night. And so I was like, maybe I should take some time off of training. Mm. So I took uh, Monday to Thursday, I took off. In that time, I kept my nutrition the exact same. I just wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. Was like, or I just wasn't training. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, this is this shouldn't change a whole lot. In that time, I put on 12 pounds in three days just because I was holding on to so much water. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense to me. So I contacted the naturopath again. She's like, you should probably take some more time off exercise. I was like, mm-hmm. It's not making a whole lot of sense, but all right. And so just for those at home, to put on 12 pounds in three days, I would have eaten an excess of 40,000 calories for that to have been body fat. And that wasn't the case. Like, it was just, there's mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. And so it was just water retention. And so I was like, this, this isn't good. So I ended up taking the full week off of training, and it was just, didn't matter what I eat. I cut back my carbs because it was like, oh, maybe I'm eating too much glucose. It's holding up. Like, we're storing a whole lot of glycogen for some reason. No, didn't change anything. So it was over that time that I was like, I really need to, to stop exercising. Like, mm-hmm. And so just kept digging myself deeper. And it took four months for me to like actually exercise and not feel lightheaded. Mm-hmm. Like I would go do maybe like some PVC presses and some band pull-aparts. And by the end of it, I was like, couldn't, I couldn't stand on my own two feet. And so oh, wow. that was I like in the that. middle of the two months, in the middle of the four months. And uh, that was not a, that's not a good time. No. And so I had as much testosterone at that time as like my dead grandmother. Yeah. Like almost yeah. none. So. So your enjoyment level must have been through the oh. roof. <laughs> oh my god. Like, you don't realize how how much testosterone affects you until you're without it. Yeah. It's like your mood just sucks. Yeah. You are just not in a good place. Yeah. So, um, hired a coach, and he he basically saved my life. Is that like you know. I call it like the low testosterone meltdowns is that like I would be up at like 10 o'clock at night having like a cortisol spike because my body was messed up and I'd text him and he kind of pulled me back together and be like dude you're gonna make it through this and I wasn't eating very like this is where I take responsibility too is that like I was not eating correctly during that time either I was like wow I'm not training like what's the point yeah and it's a very like what's the point kind of feeling when you yeah when your like chemicals are out of balance like that so that's kind of where I was like this this diet program didn't work. Like, this sucks. Nobody's talking about what you do after a diet. Because that's the hardest part. Yeah. It's like, you lose the weight. Everybody knows that, like, everybody knows that guy who has dropped 40 pounds and then he put 25 of it back on, like, mm-hmm. a couple weeks later. It's because no, and this is, like, what I do is There's that, no sustainability. Exactly. It's like, yeah. there's no talk about how to actually live with the new body yeah. you have. And so part of it in my eyes like looking back at this is like I didn't actually there was a part of me like mentally that felt like oh I don't deserve this whether it's like I don't actually believe I can be this lean and so that's what pulled me back but you also look at the blood markers and you can't argue with that Mm -hmm. so there's this like my opinion of what happened to me mentally and this like fact thing that happened to me uh just via blood markers and I was like there's got to be a way that we can create sustainability Mm -hmm. So the way that my program works is that coach it for 12 weeks, 
and then I make sure that you sustain it for the next 12 weeks and it becomes a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so that sustainability process, like from week 13 to 24, it's just a once a week check-in as opposed to me checking in with you mm -hmm. five times a week. Mm -hmm. And so I've had two people actually go through it and none of, neither of them have put on or added any weight back. Wow. And so there's, I mean, there's- Chances are they're probably happy with their body change mm -hmm. and the stuff that they cut out, they're like, I don't need it because I'm happy. Yeah. And I've replaced it with <laughs> exercise, good sleep, and a uh, habit forming routine. That, yeah, that's a huge part of it too. But they actually like through the process of losing weight, they actually tried to visualize what life would be like without this excess weight, mm -hmm. like, without the oh. things that are holding them back. Because if you get there and you don't actually think yeah. this is something you deserve, you could revert right back to it. For sure. And so that's the, that's the missing piece, in my opinion, for a lot of like nutrition coaching or diet programs is that they're just, they don't talk to you about, this is what it's going to be like when you get there, and we need to focus on how you're going to build this like great foundation of your mindset from now until then. Mm -hmm. So that's what, like, that's, that's kind of where I stem from is that I got to coach people, not just now, but like if in 12 weeks you can't maintain the things that I taught you uh, for the rest of your life or you don't feel confident enough to do that, I coach you for free until you're confident enough to mm. do that. So That's interesting. Thoughts, Mike? <laughs> Not really. Something yeah. Mm -hmm. So from experience, experience says a lot, right? Let me go through it. Yeah. Do you have any questions for us there, Steve? <laughs> when did you get the ski herds? Uh January. Well, sorry, no. Right after, right after Christmas. Oh, okay. Like you were here and we got them like four days later. Yeah. No, cool. <laughs> yeah, new toys. Growing, new toys. Have athletic conditioning now, which everybody likes. Do you likes. think there's a... How are we doing for time here? Keep going. Do you Keep think going. there's a... We'll just do the bench press. Disconnect between <laughs> the CrossFit... Like, Greg Glassman right now, he needs to do something other than hate the CrossFit games. Like, I feel like that's kind of where, like, from an outsider looking in, I like think it looks like the if, affiliates go one way, competition's going in. I think way. if he, I don't know if he hates it or not, he's never said he hates it, but if he's not interested in it, I think there would be people that would buy uh, the rights to do it, and that he can, like, Dave Castro, I'm sure he knows a lot of people who mm -hmm. would uh, fund him to buy the CrossFit games and yeah. make it completely separate from HQ. He was on, it might have been Julie Fouché's podcast, but he literally said, like, he hates the games. And he's like, I oh, need awesome. to do something. Yeah. And he was like, I need to do something other than do that. So, I would as, say. As, as much as, like, I, I tell people, like, when they come in, they're like, well, I've, I've watched CrossFit on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, you understand that's, like, the 0.01%. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I know. It does get people interested in fitness. It does. No question about like it, that. Like, it, it does get them, like, okay, this is interesting. And then they see, like, uh, the mom and, and, and the regular member in the gym. They're like, okay, yes, this is more my speed. Mm -hmm. Right? But it does it, – it still gets them in. So I think, like, um, getting rid of the games completely would not be good for CrossFit. But I think at the end of the day, he should be doing things that he enjoys. But at – the other thing, too, is um, the direction he's taking it in 
has uh, has to really really give something back to the affiliates. And what I do like is um, all those small little videos he posts, or like uh, James Hobart posts of this is the snatch, mm-hmm. right? And I use them with our coaches, especially our new coaches, guys. This is what we're looking for today. And it's like the snippet. It gives you your points of performance. So from from a coach, like more videos like that, like. Uh, the CrossFit uh, Anatomy course. It's it's quick. It's you can Good, yeah. you can you can access it again and over and over again. So if you need just your fundamental anatomy stuff for coaches, so more of those things um, I would like to see. Um, but I, I think yeah, like the games is separate. But we have like I'm I'm going to the to the Rogue Invitational to go watch. So is uh, another oh, couple nice. members and. Yeah. We're still fans of the sport, even yeah. though we're not going to compete in it, right? It's it's still cool to play pickup hockey and then watch the Montreal Canadiens and Ottawa Senators play at night. Of course, right? Um, anyways, we'll see. Like Glassman does what Glassman wants to do, and people need to get used to that too. Yeah. <laughs> He'll delete his Facebook account without warning. Well, is that's it's like great. yeah? I don't. I couldn't really care less. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Steve. Yeah. Appreciate cool. it. Good talk. Sustainable. I, I always talk about sustainability, right? Like, what what can you what do you feel you can sustain? And if um, taking you know chocolate chip cookies out of your diet completely, you know, is not going to be sustainable. Then you know, let's see if we can have like two chocolate chip cookies a day, and then let's see if we can just have them on the weekend, mm-hmm. and let's see where we can get to. But yeah. don't feel like, well, you got to take all these eight things that are terrible for you out of your, out of your diet for the rest of your life. People will be like, no. No chance. Or they may say yes at the time because they're excited yeah. and then get into it for a week and they're like, ah, I'm all back. I'm yeah. back in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. No problem. Done. When's your class? Noon. Time is it?